Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr. We're coming to you from these United States of America, here in the middle of the country, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, where we both work at Mercy College of Health Sciences, who underwrites our show. I am the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives out there and also the Director of the Center for Human Flourishing. Bud, what do you do for Mercy College of Health Sciences? I'm the Associate Provost of the college, and I should add uh, real quick, um, you know, when we start the show, I always say Dr. Bud Marr, and in some ways that could come off as pretentious. Like, why does he always have to mention, like, a degree he earned or whatever? I was actually fine with maybe, like, letting that go, um, abdicating whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, John Leonetti told me, like, you know, you, I we, sh- we should mention that. And I think otherwise people wouldn't take us seriously. Like, I think, you know, like our show, we like to keep it lighthearted these first five minutes. So just saying doctor makes people think, like, oh, they're going to get serious at some point. I like that. I also think that it's funny that, you know, John has threatened us and, like, we listen to his advice. I mean, it's been a while now. Maybe we should reconsider whether it's worth keeping any of it. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, it's... It's fun to give him a hard time about it, but I think actually when you like when you look at like public facing questions, like John's very good on that stuff. And he'll he's very nice. He's he's got like that pastoral accompan- accompaniment that Pope Francis likes to talk about cuz he always like genuinely gauges my opinion. Now, one of my ideas have actually never made it to fruition, but <laughs> he does ask me about them. I'll have to ask him if I should go Professor Bo Bonner. <laughs> well, Magister, I don't know. You <laughs> Who's responsible for the name of the show? Is that you or John? No, that was John, too. That was John as well. You know, and people probably are going, why are we mentioning John? But, you know, we are starting a few new things. We'll get to that in a second as that uh, goes to Mercy College of Health Sciences. But we are starting here in the new year. Uh, What we promised people back in December that we're going to be doing um, the same show. It's the Uncommon Good, but we're going to be focusing on leadership and its role in uh, the Catholic social teaching, the understanding of the common good, and uh, really try to get at that. So I don't know, are we willing to throw out John Leonetti <laughs> as a leader? Maybe not, but I do think, as you pointed out, he's been very pastoral in dealing with a bunch of new kids who have uh, got on the radio and, dare I say, surpassed him. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll, leave a, we'll leave that up to the listeners to decide. But yeah, no, this uh, this new venture talking about leadership is really exciting, and it does tie into... You said Mercy College of Health Sciences underwrites our show. You know, teaching at Mercy, we train so many future medical professionals in different fields, um, sonography, uh, radiation technology, medical laboratory science. But each one of them during their time here takes our servant leadership course, which is a capstone. And really the the kind of things that we're going to be talking about in the upcoming shows are channeling some of what we try to do. Uh, with our students there at the college. mchs.edu, and of course we're starting a new semester, um, so I don't know if uh, classes are still open. I think we might be like in full swing, but certainly it's never too early to check it out, especially with summer starts and fall and accelerated programs, all of that good stuff. But I think it's important to point out that it is stemming from the fact that we've taught servant leadership and precisely thinking about leadership, um, not only, so to speak, at the the suite level, but on the floor, you know, in, in the medical industry, as this last two years have shown, leadership really is a sort of hands-on affair and really is sort of distributed all up and down the quote-unquote chain of command. I like that used to, we could be like, well, we're not really leaders, though. We're just talking about what we learned in class, but 
we're all old men now, and uh, you know my badge over here says administration, so I kind of think we also have uh, a bit of ex- experience, maybe not as much, uh, but a bit of experience experience in the administration level to talk about how hopefully, um, you know, when we do things that are leadership based, that we act like Christianity and Christ Himself and the Church has something to say about it. Yeah, it's funny how prov- providence works because really, with my graduate studies, I studied a lot of church history. And I, I thought to myself when I was in school, like, I'm going to go out and, you know, like I had these pre-planned courses in my mind that I was going to do. And then God brought both of us here to Mercy College of Health Sciences. We ended up teaching this servant leadership course. And like you said, you know, early on, we're sort of just like these newbie instructors in the classroom. And it's kind of, it's, it's in some ways easy to talk about leadership when you're like, well, how's that guy doing? But to be, <laughs> I guess God was preparing me to hopefully back up what I tell my students as much as possible. Walk the line, as Johnny Cash says. And you guys want to make sure to stick with us, because after this break, you'll hear us talking about walking the line when it comes to leadership, uh, the church, Christianity, and uh, why we are silly enough to dip our toes in this pond. This is The Uncommon Good, and we'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Offering insurance for auto, home, life, business, and more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Learn more at CindySchulte.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte for her support. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Blessman International. According to a global food security report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help them all, but how about one? One child. Blessman International provides 60,000 children in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry. Sarah is an apostolate dedicated to the support of new and existing vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. We're back with The Uncommon Good. Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. As we have prepped, Bud, the long-awaited first episode, talking about The Uncommon Good, common good, social teaching, all of those things, but in the key of Christian leadership. There is a ton of leadership uh, books, podcasts. We're really... If if all we had to contribute was just one more angle, but it really would be worthless for us to tackle this subject. But as we said in the intro to the show, not only does this emerge from our work at Mercy College, where we've taught servant leadership and really have had time to think about how that has impacted our students who have now been leaders during the pandemic, right, the sort of medical event of our lifetimes, but you and I also find ourselves... Of course, leaders in our family, but, you know, we we're both have leadership positions here at Mercy College of Health Sciences. But really, but a lot of what we've talked about with the common good and social teaching really squares this question of, well, 
Bowen Bud, you, you, you talk about things, you notice things, some things need to change. You know, you, you talk about the difference between what the church envisions in the social order, but what really happens. So what are you going to do about it? And it seems, Bud, that a natural way to do something about it is to talk about how we as Catholics should imagine leaders, not only what they should do differently, but the whole idea in a radically different way. And that's what we're setting out to do this year with the show. Yeah, you know, running track in high school, you'd have those moments before a race. Did you run track? I guess I'm... Yeah, well, uh, the long distance, which uh, was terrible because you always ran at the beginning of the track meet and the end. And I was in it mostly to talk to the girls, but I was, like, completely worn out because I was dumb enough to run long distance. Well, people see me today, and I mentioned running track, and they're like, Wah! and they think it's a joke. But <laughs> I did run track for a time. And, you know... Uh, those those feelings that you get right before the race, like for me, the expectation of the race was sometimes worse than the actual race. And I had a bit of it with this theme that we're getting into, because when we think about servant leadership and leadership in general, it feels kind of uh, maybe like dissonant with the main theme of our show. So we're called The Uncommon Good. We focus on Catholic social teaching. But if you go to the leadership section in Barnes & Noble, if people still go to bookstores, uh, so much of it is more like individualistically oriented. So you think of a prominent book like How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's sort of like, you know, what sort of person do I need to be to achieve the outcomes that I want in my life? And so it feels maybe in tension with, with this theme of the show where we t think a lot about the common good. But we were talking before the show, Bo, I really don't think it is because uh, you can't you can't sort of broach that topic of the common good without thinking about well, what sort of community can embody this way of life? And that gets into, like, the various members of that community. So, again, you know, I mean, maybe we sound like um, a broken record here, but we, we talk about, like, exploding false binaries. One of these in the Christian life is, like, there's just, like, the communal aspect, or there, there are those who have this sort of, like, well, you know, I personally am, you know, like, waiting for this future heavenly reward. Where when we think about becoming like Christ— I mean, Christ spoke on many occasions to sort of like questions of justice or uh, we could even say like um, peace, tranquility of order, but also called his disciples to be certain types of people and to even, um, I mean, we can get into this a little bit further later on, but like, uh, you know, like we, today we sometimes think about power as like this negative reality, but Jesus said like that authority was not the problem, but sometimes how it was wielded in actual day-to-day -day life. And so... I think this is like a, a totally appropriate theme for the show. You will not be, you will not wield power how the Gentiles yield it, wield yeah. it. You will be different. And I think that that is elemental to what we're trying to talk about here, folks. The problem with leadership, how it's often spoken of, is the fact that when we say we're going to talk about leadership on the show, that it sounds completely alien, as Bud has pointed out, to what we've done. How can you be about leadership if mostly what you talk about? is the communal, the common. And I think that that gets to the heart of something that we have to sort of clear the road, bud, before we even get into the details of how Christ-centric leadership looks. And I, that's what we're going to do um, the next time that we talk about this on the show. But today it really is important to sort of do an old John the Baptist and level the field so that we can talk about this. The fact that we are so individualistic that when we think of leaders, and when we ask students, they get in this mode too. What is a leader? They almost always get to the idea of a charismatic person or an A-type personality, extrovert versus introvert. 
they start talking about what they think an individual person is like and that that person should be a leader. What they often don't talk about, of course, is the office, as it were, of a leader or a ruler or, or words that we're actually very uncomfortable with, to talk about why we think someone might have authority over other people makes us uncomfortable. But when we don't talk about authority or ruling or leadership as an office, we then make it, um, we, we give it over to the tyranny of the charism. And so charismatic people, just because they seem nice or friendly or energetic, we let them into the door, as it were, of the office of ruler. And then they do whatever they want, right? Because the idea is what they can convince people of is what they should be able to get away with. It's very alien to the idea of leadership all throughout Christian history, where Bud, sometimes God himself purposefully says he chose exactly the sort of person no one thought who could lead to lead, right? Like how, how much did they have to go looking for David before they found him in the field? Mm-hmm. Or the fact that Jesus was born in Bethlehem and nothing good can come from Nazareth. That idea that what we even mean by leader has to radically change. And I think about this in terms of the body politic. We've talked about that before, that in Catholic understandings of politics, there's not just the aggregate individuals and all of their desires. We have to think of society as a body. So even when you want to talk about the leader, which would be the head of the body, Paul uses this language so many people do in the Bible, the head doesn't exist except that it's part of a body. It's not the head off on, on its own over against everything else. It is in t- integrated into the body itself too. So even to talk about leadership means that we have to adapt a radically different way to think of headship, right? The head of a body, not a charismatic person who forces us by his sheer will, his or her sheer will to, to do whatever they can get away with. Yeah. And that's where when we start to think about um, ideas like leadership or power, there can be a way where it is necessary to know our own limitations. Like all of us are not called to be office X, right? But there's a kind of false humility that says like, well, I'm not a leader or I don't have any authority. That's like the concerns of other people. Um, I mean, that calls to mind for me the fact that um, going to uh, the writings of St. John Henry Newman, he said that Christ as the incarnate word was prophet, priest, and king. So Jesus was a prophet greater than Moses. He's the king of kings, the king of the universe. He's also the great high priest who mediates and intercedes on our behalf in heaven. What's fascinating is that, you know, like um, Protestants, like following Martin Luther, kind of stole that idea of like Catholics believe in a sacramental priesthood. We believe in the priesthood of of all Christians. Where like as Catholics properly understood, we also believe in the priesthood of all. All of us are called to participate in those offices at different levels. Now, there is a distinction between the sacramental priesthood and the priesthood of the rest of us. And we don't do ourselves any favor by trying to pretend like we're sacramental priests. But I think all of us have to ask, if I've been called into this kingdom of priest, St. Peter uses this language, what does that look like in my own life? And all of a sudden, like when we're called to different forms of leadership, whether that's being a parent, being a teacher, you know, being in an administrative role in, at an institution, that's an opportunity to model the priesthood of Christ in some earthly sphere and to bring the kingdom of God, so to speak, like into reality, wherever God has called us to be. No, I think that's very important for people to hear out. Um, on one hand, I want to say to talk about leadership in a Christian key is also to talk about 
how to be a good disciple, uh, to steal from our friend Dave Delio, he says good leadership in the Christian key has to have good followership too. What does it mean to be a good follower? Because certainly that doesn't mean to be a doormat or a robot or th- something like this. But to your point, if we're participating in the kingship, the the priesthood, and uh, the prophecy, the, the office of prophet in Christ in our own way, that's to realize that even if we aren't, some of us will never be parents, some of us will never be CEOs, some of us will never be technically people in authority as the world sees it. But that certainly doesn't mean that, as you said, there won't be this idea that I myself will have to embody that aspect of Christ, priest, prophet, king, the threefold office, if not in the world, at least in the church. And, and I think that one of the ways that we, we start to see that, right, is the idea of leadership, when you break it down, if you go look at the etymology of the words, like where those words come from, the idea of a leader comes from someone who knows where they're going and can lead people to it. So leadership stops being this sort of charism, stops being this personal quality, and it starts being, do you know how to get to where we're going, and can you help someone get there? And when we start to think about that in terms of the faith, sometimes the greatest leaders never say a word, bud. They're just a, a holy example that we think back and we follow their path to get there. Well, that's going to be the same with organizations. It's going to be the same with jobs. It's going to be the same in government. It's going to be the same in the world. If we as Christians are supposed to be in the world but not of the world, how, part of the way we lead, maybe even most of it, will be just the witness that we know there's a destination and know that there's a place to go, and not only eschatologically, bud, to heaven, but that even the things of this life have an end and a goal beyond selfish reasons that we can witness and by that way be leaders leading to the goal. This is The Uncommon Good. You'll want to stick around. We'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family-owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mary's Cleaning Care. Mary's Cleaning Care cleans everything from residential to commercial in Des Moines and surrounding areas. Mary'sCleaningCare.com Thank you, Mary's Cleaning Care, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. We're back 
with the Uncommon Good. Bo Bonner and Dr. Budmar joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. As we have been pointing out, we have the sort of new leaf we've been turning here, where on the Uncommon Good, we're going to talk about leadership in the Christian key. How is it centered on the common good, Catholic social teaching, the understandings of all of that stuff? Well, Bud, one of the ways, you know, we've talked about this, that this stems from our experience teaching servant leadership at Mercy College. And of course, part and parcel of teaching anything about the mission of Mercy College is to uh, focus on what we call K-Rice, right? The five values that we get from the Sisters of Mercy, kindness, reverence, integrity, compassion, and excellence. All five things that we will be bringing up throughout this, uh, you know, the, the, the series of show that we're doing. But just to leave on one note that, you know, before the show, we were talking about something very interesting. Integrity is one that people... I think miss a, a, what it, the, the fullness of what it means. Certainly a lot of people mean integrity means like if we left you alone in the room with like $100, you wouldn't steal it, which is, of course, a good start. But that's actually sort of derivative, um, a derivative description of what integrity means. Of course, integrity usually means something that's integrated and integral. But, but what does that have to do with the moral life and values? And how might that help people understand the direction we're taking these series of shows about leadership? Well, in that last segment, Bo, we were talking about participating in the priesthood of Christ. And so our leadership, of course, should always be shaped or formed by the example that Christ left us. Now, I don't know, when I was in high school, and I'm sure this was a thing in Oklahoma too, or Kansas, I should say, uh, you guys had like the what would Jesus do bracelet? Yes, yes. I mean, a few. Yeah, it was a nice gesture, but there always seemed to be something a little bit off with that, like... um. Like, just asking the question, like, in this situation, what would Jesus do? It's obviously, like, a great start. But the difficulty is, like, I think our Lord was called to, like, when he offered himself up on the cross, all of us are called to fill out the afflictions lacking in Christ's body. But there was something unique about Christ's sacrifice. And for me, it was always difficult to boil it down to. So, like, when I'm at the arcade, like, what would Jesus do? That's right. Play as Blanca. (laughs) Maybe not Street Fighter, too. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, what are you talking? Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, but, you know, when I think about, like, actually modeling myself in some capacity after Christ, like, whatever um, sphere of influence that that God calls me to, what does it mean to model Jesus' leadership in this situation? And um, that's where it gets to what you're talking about with integrity. You know, when Jesus came on the scene, like, when we talk about his public ministry, he took people back, and we get this um, passage in the Gospels where they say, like, this this man teaches with authority, and they kind of contrast him with the other religious leaders. And I'm, I'm probably stepping out on the thin ice because I haven't studied that passage really closely. But I think part of what struck the listeners about what Jesus said and did is that there was this integral, like there was this coherency to what he called people to and how he lived his life. Like, you know, the, the disciples, of course, are taken aback when he offers to wash their feet. Right. Like for, for that offer to come from the master, there was obviously something sort of like, different about what Jesus was doing. And so, you know, as, as we go about our different spheres, like, I mean, it's hard not for me not to think about parenting. Like you're saying, being a leader like Jesus is not being a doormat. It's not allowing those around me to, so to speak, do like whatever they want, but it's speaking with authority, but then it's, it's having that, like this sort of like integrity between what I'm calling others to do, like the challenges that they're called to do with what I myself am willing to, to do. Well, I think about that in terms of when Jesus says, look, the, the Pharisees and the scribes sit on the throne of Moses, and so you should do what they say, but not what they do. That, of course, is sort of the pinnacle example 
of a disintegrated life, that they could lay burdens on other people that they themselves would not keep. And how many times, you know, to the listeners out there, has, has any time you've heard your complaints about a boss or someone else complaining about a leader is that they will lay burdens that they themselves won't help carry? And that is disintegrity, right? This is something being split apart that belongs together. Jesus in his life shows, not only by uniting priest, prophet, and king into an integrated whole, and even in sort of metaphysically, but right? Like he is fully human, fully God, and so is integral in a way that none of us can even be except through his grace. But in his leadership, he integrates the law, the prophets, the love, all of those things, so that when we are following his commandments, it's because we love him and not because we fear him. Um, he does these things. He commands these things because he wants you to be like him and that, uh, that he, you know, be one with me as the father and I are one. And this goes back, I think, to sort of tie this up. This is a very John Henry Newman point. He talks about this in nearly everything he does, but the integral nature, uh, nature for instance, of knowledge, that things that tend towards unity without plowing over distinction and difference this is sort of the stuff, as it were, of the truth of Christianity, where we see the ability to unite without flattening and destroying. That seems to be Christ's way, and it has to do with integrity. And so hopefully we've done a good job, bud, of flattening a sort of incorrect, unfulfilled understanding of leader as individual with certain traits, and we've, we've made the ground fertile to talk about what does it look like to be a leader like Christ which hopefully we can get to the next time uh, that we deal with this here on The Uncommon Good. Uh, This is for Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr, The Uncommon Good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our families, our city, our state, nation, world, solar system, the galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle. This is The Uncommon Good. And we'll be back next week. Bud, when people want to be a part of Iowa Catholic Radio and uh, be a part of the prayer life here uh, on Iowa Catholic Radio, when can they do so? Yeah, please join us, uh, bolstering your prayer life during 2022. I'm kind of excited about the new prayer times, Bo, because they're easy to remember. There you go. <laughs> like yes. 6 a.m. is the rosary. 10 a.m. right after our show is another rosary. And then you can pray the Divine Mercy Chapel at 2.55 p.m., so right before 3, which I think is the traditional time for that. And I like the idea, of course, that we're uh, doing big changes because, you know, we're doing big changes. We've moved to a new place. There's lots of exciting things to do. Uh, uh, to check out uh, about Iowa Catholic Radio, and you should do that at iowacatholicradio.com, where you can follow us on uh, our social media, on Facebook, just friendiowacatholicradio.com. Um, you can do this on Twitter at, at IACatholicRadio. But like I said, iowacatholicradio.com to listen live, uh, donate, look at all the new things that are going on. Also, you can download the Iowa Catholic Radio app and anywhere you have data. Do all of those things as well as, 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 well as listen uh, to music. Just a few things that are coming up. Remember that the Eucharistic Miracles of the World display can be viewed at Christ the King Parish in the gallery through January 12th. There's a new Man Up West Power Lunch uh, Friday, January 14th at noon, where you can listen to our own Matt Wilkham talk about uh, all of the new things going on with uh, Iowa Catholic Radio, as, as well as things like Exodus 90 and Lent, uh, things like that. And uh, it looks like there's Chick-fil-A provided, but that always brings people as well. Uh, make sure to just look iowacatholicradio.com listener supported think about making donations you can do that at iowacatholicradio.com and uh, for Bud Marr this is Bo Bonner God bless and we'll talk to you all next week The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one 
and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.